We are back for one more look into fan fiction. Let's find out our last little tidbits of knowledge and see if Jackie is now a fanfic convert. Woo! I don't know what that song is. Okay. Hey there, romance nerds. Welcome back to another episode of Raging Romantics. I'm Jen. I'm Jackie. And this podcast is brought to you by Northern Onondaga Public Library. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things related to Romance Landia. With that being said, please be aware that sometimes our material may be a little too sensitive for younger listeners. If you need to wait until they go to bed, we'll still be here for you. So without further ado, are you ready, Jen? Oh, I'm ready, Jackie. All right. Let's rage! All right, I'm ready to redeem myself mm-hmm. over this last joke. We'll say the last joke. You say that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it is slightly better. Jen. Jackie. Where do planets and stars go to study? Planetarium. A university. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to think of something tangentially related to fanfic, and I went to Star Wars and Star Trek. And okay, I get the trail. It makes Thank sense. You. That's Thank cute. You. Thank I you. was such a trek for you. If you're mentally (laughs) (laughs) clearly, (laughs) well, that was beautiful, Jackie. It was a a great attempt. You know, applause. Thank you, thank you. I think at this point we should start keeping track of like my bad jokes and your good (laughs) jokes and see like who does better. Which, well, I mean, obviously your jokes are good, but like see which is the best of the worst and Mm -hmm. the best of the best. It would be me. Well, no, like, which is my worst joke and what's oh, your best joke? Oh, okay. I mean, I think last week's jokes it was pretty, good. It was pretty <laughs> bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, after that beautiful walk down memory lane, welcome back to yet another episode Yee-hoo. of Raging Romantics. Woo-hoo-hoo. We are excited to wrap up our discussion on fanfiction with a closer look at its growing popularity, mm. how we see romance and fanfic intersect today, and if Jackie likes fanfic now. Thank you, as always, to the Northern Onondaga Public Library for not firing us after the Omegaverse episode. I wake up grateful every day that my boss obviously did not do any further Googling after that one. So, thank you. Oh, Bill. Does Bill ever meet your eyes anymore? Do you ever have awkward silences? Usually I just play the audio of you saying, Rage on! And he, like, walks out of the room. (laughs) That's probably a good policy. It's like a klaxon warning for him now. (laughs) In appreciation for us still being here, we hope all of our amazing romance nerds out there will think about visiting your local library. Maybe checking out some services we offer online. I know we plug our email, ragingromantics at noble.org, a lot as a way for you guys to ask us romance questions. But if you have a burning question about libraries or library services, feel free to send them there too. So if Jackie doesn't have anything to talk about. I do, though. You do. What do you have to talk about, Jackie? All right. So first and foremost, I just want to let you guys know we record like a month ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So by the time we have appropriate reactions, our first episodes <laughs> of the next it's month have already gone. gone out. So can I just say, Jen and I were completely floored, agog, <laughs> astounded, amazed, all those adjectives and adverbs about how many of you listened to Ruby Dixon. Well, obviously, Ruby Dixon I mean, is obviously. the queen. Yeah. And like, just we, I, I have no words to describe. And yet you had a lot of words. <sighs> I did. <laughs> I did. I freaked out and I emailed everybody. I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God, guys. <laughs> so thank you to everybody. Like all of the new listeners we've gotten, everybody who's given us feedback. We've gotten so many emails. Um, shout out to... 
Carol in Guatemala. Yeah, hey there. Hey, friend. Um, and obviously, shout out to Ruby Dixon. Guys, I've been talking with Ruby Dixon still. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we just really want to say thank you so much. It's been our best month ever. Yeah, thanks for joining us on this crazy ride. Yeah, and we're sorry for the audio on the first like six months. Don't listen to the first six months. Just skip I mean, them. We were d- working at the kinks. Do, but don't put it in the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> or put it on the headphones if you're in work because they're definitely NSFW. But uh, yeah, so that's all. It's beautiful. Oh, and shout out to Jen's friend. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jess from Connecticut, yeah. for making us our cute little raging romantics buddies. Guys, we have merch. It's like our first fan art. We're official. Thank you so much. The artwork really itself. Sweet. The artwork itself came from our um, communications the person, the mm-hmm. logo at Nopal, yep. and then Jess took it and made it into pins. So if you guys want your own raging romantics <laughs> pin, email us. And we'll send you one. <laughs> Obviously free because we're a library. So. <laughs> Maybe if you enter a giveaway, we have <gasps> coming up soon. Then maybe you'll win one. Oh boy, your and own raging romantic <laughs> They're really cool though, so thank you, Jess. All right, I think that's it. You got all your housekeeping out of the way for now. Okay. Well, I hope we are all ready to dive right in to the big question that's on everybody's mind. Splash. Did Jackie, Nopal librarian extraordinaire, <laughs> and horse person Hoyt, discover a newfound love of fan fiction? Dun, dun, dun. I just choked trying to Sorry, smoke my the, coffee. Dun, 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 <laughs> if you listened to our last show, you know we took a stroll through a very general basic history of fan fiction and ended the episode with me deciding to make Jackie read some fanfic <laughs> for the first time ever. I just want to say up front that it was a really tough call to actually pick that fan fiction because again, fan fiction is massive. I did not want to, want to overwhelm her or give her something that was really weird or something that was Please, like no. 50 chapters long, but I also wanted to make sure that they were some good representational pieces. So uh, if you guys have any suggestions yourself on fanfiction Jackie should read, please send them to ragingromantics at nopal.org and I guarantee she will send you back a review of it. Yes, I will be gentle. Don't worry. Also, representational <laughs> is a word? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Learn new things every day. I've learned like three new things today. So So I ended up giving her a popular story and a big fandom from Mm fanfiction.net, archive of our own, and Tumblr. I told her just to look over Wattpad because honestly, I couldn't find anything I wanted to give her. Wattpad was a little scary when I remembered what it looked like. (laughs) Yeah. So with that all in mind, let's start off with the good. Which one of the three I assigned you was your favorite? Dramione. Really? Dramione. Dra- Dramione. I thought that one was the worst one I gave Draco, you. Draco, Hermione. I, it was just like, like I said in my text to Jen, it was just a big warm hug for me. It's so funny. And it inspired a whole plot. Oh, yeah. It was really funny. wanting to write a whole <laughs> series based on Harry Potter fanfic. So I think it obviously has to jump to the top Okay, of that's the list. fair. Yeah, she did send me a lot of plot lines <laughs> of a Regency. I made a whole Draco, Pinterest Hermione. <laughs> I'm telling you, if it's addictive when you get into it. Yes. I gave Jackie, if I'm going to fall in love, by Columbrina. I'm super sorry if I said your name wrong. Who published that work on fanfiction.net on November 13th, 2016. Hmm. So one thing about fanfiction.net, I really wanted to give Jackie that something that was a big fandom back in kind of fanfiction.net's heyday still a big fandom well harry potter is big regardless but at a certain time fanfiction.net was so popular and so huge so at the time that this was written fanfic.net has about 18 or eighty thousand harry potter stories 
on it. And, and I don't. There are Regency ones on there, there already. I, I scrolled you. through them. There are Regency's Snape and Hermione really ones, which I don't know how I feel about. Oh yeah, no, they put Hermione with everybody. They put Snape with everybody. There's Snape and Ginny. There's Snape and Harry. Oh, there's Snape and like not to Harry um, to Ginny. Yeah, yeah. There's Snape and people from um his his schoolyard days, like Sirius and okay. Well, Remus. I okay, I can ship Snape with like an adult. Yeah. yeah. With the whole pack of Remus and, Sever- and all those people. So I picked this one for you because you had said you liked Draco and Hermione. And I wanted to be nice for one of your first fanfiction experiences. I think you were nice with all of them. Thank you. I tried because I really wanted to give you two. There was a Hermione Voldemort one I really loved back oh. in the day. But you know what was disappointing for me is I had all these ideas of things I wanted to give you and then I reread them and realized, oh my god, these are actually terrible. It's like when <laughs> it you reread so an old favorite romance yeah. book and it just... And it wasn't even the plot. It was some of the writing. Oh. I think I had built it up in my head to be to be an amazing because like, yeah. you know, you're in high school, early college, whatever, and I, I guess that's good for me that now the writing style I prefer is a little more polished yeah sometimes <laughs> no and there is a lot of really good fan fiction still on fanfic.net but i wanted to give jackie a one shot specifically because again i was not going to give you something that was like 50 chapters and one shot just refers to like the one publication literally yeah just one yeah. chapter that's what it is so and i just i don't know i found this one i had never read it before but i was like this is the highest reviewed one shot i could find that is bearable it was just i liked it i really okay. liked the pacing i liked, you liked how it. it was how it was put together so the whole premise is that draco he needs to find a wife yep. or like he needs to start dating to find a wife mm-hmm. and he's like i'm gonna find a proper witch i'm gonna find somebody that mother will be proud of and all this stuff and he keeps running into hermione at all of these social events mm-hmm. and he ends up spending the entire night with her yeah. like at, uh, and they just like sit down and he keeps saying about how she just keeps complaining about things <laughs> and like she just keeps like saying they're doing things wrong Mm -hmm. and like she makes fun of something that he buys at an auction so she gives it to her he gives it to her and then she wears it at the next one because it matches her dress perfectly but then she complains all night again (laughs) and I was like this is just I don't know it was it really was like a big hug I loved it I'm really glad you liked it that was that's a huge weight off my shoulders then because I really thought this was going to be the worst one I gave you because of the writing style but it was important to me to give you something that again was Harry Potter based I know the the legacy is a little tarnished now because of uh, certain things the author's done. I choose to think of it as okay. Just side sidebar, really quick. What I was listening to something in preparation for our next month's mm-hmm. um, discussion, and it's all about retelling. Right. Spoiler alert. Uh, something that Faded Mates, the podcast, said, uh, and they're run by Sarah. It's run by Sarah McLean, who's a romance author. Yeah, who's amazing. She's so good. I love that. Um, but the podcast is really good too. But mm-hmm. they were talking about how as a reader, we start to feel a certain ownership mm-hmm. over the text and that as taking it away, and we're going to talk about this a lot in retellings, um, as we take it away, we start to have ownership over the text that the author doesn't have. That's true. And I think that really applies to fanfic. It too. does. That's a really good point that I did not think to make last time. And I think that's something that fans get very possessive over the text. Mm-hmm. And one thing I forgot to mention last time as a reason people read, there's this concept of of a fix-it fic where the author or the creators do something really stupid and you mm. want to fix it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So like that, like Ginny and Harry. Exactly. That's not a super popular pairing for a reason. Yeah. Or the, the Hermione Ron ones. Or killing off Snape. Sorry. Well, that one was fine. I was happy with him dying. Yeah. And th- but that, that more like, uh, like Game of Thrones is yeah. a big one Ugh. where they do a lot of fix-its. Or I've seen it a lot with Vampire Diaries. Yes. Because people hated 
who certain people ended up with. Yes. So I think fans do get very possessive. They get very connected to this work. And it's not really just the authors anymore. It is in a legal sense and yeah. obviously a money sense. But I think when you see yourself that much into a character or a story, it, you kind of carry it around with you. Yeah. And I think a lot of us mm. nerdy girls <laughs> really identified with Hermione. I did, yeah. Like, I loved her so much. And when she started dating Victor Crumb, I was, I was like, like yes! yes, there is hope. <laughs> Little 13-year-old me going, she got the hot jock. No. Um, who He was gay in this fanfic. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Sometimes that happens in fanfic. And actually, you see that, too, in romance where the, the competition is is yeah. unavailable very yeah. obviously yeah but just to get him out of the way yeah so i think that reading something even though she ended up with draco and of course mm-hmm. we all love a morally gray villain oh yeah in the end of the actual story of course draco like had a little bit of a redemption mm-hmm. um so it was just really nice to see i don't know just to see the evolution of his character and mm-hmm. the evolution of hermione's character um and I liked it. Draco was somebody who it felt like the fans loved him and understood him more than J.K. Rowling in some places. Yeah. Because he is so popular paired with people like Harry, like Hermione. Yeah. There's even some Draco Ron stuff. I don't know if it's totally just like an enemies to lovers thing. I think a lot of people wanted to see him have some kind of redemption. And like he's very fleshed out that way too. Yeah. Whereas he feels very two dimensional in the actual Harry Potter, at mm-hmm. least to me. Yeah. Until maybe like the last book, he's just the villain. Mm-hmm. But this kind of, like you said, it fleshes him out. It gives him more depth and more dimension as a character. Yeah, he ends up being kind of a perfect foil for fan fiction because of that. Because you want to add these layers and you want to get him away from his father. Or you want to get him with Hermione and, and make I them will a power say, couple. And I will say in the plot bunny I had. Yeah. So it was Regency, as I said, mm-hmm. post-Napoleonic I mean, you could just wars. write it. I'm going to. I, I wrote the first 500 <laughs> words already. So, you know. What's going to be your fan fiction name? Have you thought about it? Your pen I was, name? I was actually thinking of doing like Kindle Unlimited with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see if it actually ends okay. up a book. But at that point, you have to make it original. Because like we've said, oh. you can't get paid Oh, no, for no. It. Like I said, that's why I sent you all those like different names. What names did you send me? Okay. So Hermione was Emma because Emma Watson. Oh, that, that, that. that's what you meant. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant like your own personal pen name. No. Okay. No. No, that's gonna just be... J.A. Hoyt. Okay. So <laughs> just keep an eye out for that. No. <laughs> but um, uh, in it, Lucian was in prison in Elba with mm-hmm. Napoleon because they were on the Frenchies yeah. side during the Napoleonic Wars. So that's so the dad was bad, but Draco was like, no, I'm going to stand at Waterloo. And he was like on the side of the British. Mm-hmm. So that's. Well, that's really beautiful. Thanks. And I'm so glad that. <laughs> You did love this. I thought it would be really important to give you a fandom that was very influential mm. when fanfiction.net was in its heyday. And I will say the site itself, too, it was a lot, but yeah. I didn't mind searching through it. Oh, really? Some of the other sites. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to curious. I'm so, curious about that. Yeah. So I didn't mind the site, I think, because uh, when I worked in archives, a mm. lot of the archive sites were very similar. Oh, and, like, okay. coding and everything was mm-hmm. very similar to like how this site was laid out. So that felt very familiar. I really liked, um, there's a drop down bar on the side where you can search that way. You can like control F really easily. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked how everything was laid out. I will say I did have to copy paste the text into like a word doc and blow okay. it up just because my eyes can't focus. There's the like readers. There should be like a reader's view though in I your, just your browser that today. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but at the time of reading this, I didn't, so I can copy paste it into a word doc and like gave it two point five spacing. So because mm-hmm. I have old ball okay. old eyeballs, but. Well, I'm really glad that you liked the one I did not like. Oh, okay. That's usually how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And then I thought this was a good choice, too, because this is a really good example of, like you said, a popular trope 
in the Harry Potter world is that they're adults. So it's kind of like life outside of Hogwarts. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, Draco's getting ready to get married. And here's Hermione. Yeah. Which is kind of a really popular trope specifically in the Draco Hermione space. Yeah. The one I really wanted to give you, I wanted to give you one with a marriage law. Oh. There's a lot of tropes in Harry oh, Potter. Oh, the Vila, yeah. So the Vila was different. The oh. Vila, sometimes people make Draco half Vila. Oh. And then they do this whole thing where the Vila needs a mate and the mate is Hermione. So it's like a soulmate thing. And they have other kinds of plots where it's like a soulmate magic. But the marriage law one is, for whatever reason, like wizard population is going down. So the Ministry of Magic decides they are going to force wizards to marry other witches to get the population back up or it might be something like you know they're trying to get rid of uh, pure bloods in the society so they're going to force them with other groups of people like there's a lot of reasons but there's always a reason that draco has to marry hermione under this magical law it's interesting i was really sad i could not give you one of those or the villa well if you find one send it Mm -hmm. to me i will (laughs) i'm just saying archive has way better ones okay I was, I, there was a couple on archive I really wanted to give you, but I wanted to give you the archive one that was my favorite. Yes. Are you going to tell me that wasn't your favorite? No, I liked oh, it. Oh, good. I thought it was cute. Okay. I yes. will say that I liked all the ones you sent me. Okay. I didn't really have any issues with like the writing styles. Oh, it felt like what it was. It felt like fanfic, Yeah. but I didn't have any issues with it. The biggest yes. issues I had were with the interfaces. Okay. That's fair. Good. <laughs> yes. Well, I then, didn't hate any of the ones. Well, let's talk about the one I gave you on archive then. Teen Wolf. So I picked... A fandom I was really excited about for Jackie on Archive of Our Own, Teen Wolf. Yeah! And this is a story that I really loved during my Teen Wolf phase a couple of years ago. It is by Devil Doll called... I can't pronounce it, Jackie. <laughs> Binomial Coefficient. Yeah! There Math was, term. <laughs> but yeah, I was not even going to try to pronounce that. <laughs> it is a very, very long one-shot, again, where they are all human. It takes place in a high school. Styles is a geek who i mean he was a geek in the show that's so fair too so if we're looking at like timing of the show versus timing of this <laughs> fic it's like before episode one slash up to when allison shows up mm-hmm. and they're like going to the math club yes i'm a total nerd guys <laughs> well styles is in a math team and yes, he, he finds this paper full of these really hard math equations and he's like oh my god i need this person on the math team thank you and who is it it is jock derrick so he has to sweet talk him into joining the math team and surprisingly for a very strange reason it is actually very easy to get Derek on the team I wonder why it was super cute (laughs) so I did I should have checked the the word count I did not realize it was 60 pages when I copy pasted it Well, because I saw the word count and it's 20k so I was like that's not that bad it'll be like the longest one I give you double spaced to be fair so we'll Mm -hmm. say like 40 pages single spaced so this one was my favorite I was really excited to give this to you because this was something that I probably read like 20 times during my Teen Wolf phase. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was this one was published in 2014. So there is still a lot of Derek style stuff being published. Mm-hmm. But if you go through the tag on Archive, you'll notice a lot of the most popular ones are kind of from this period of like 2012 to 2014. Oh. And some of that is just, you know, it has more the time. Show. Yeah, so a lot of very, very popular... F- Things were kind of released during this period, and you're right, because the show was there. I think, too, it's just been long enough that... It's inspired by fan art? I yeah. didn't see that. I oh, yeah, it. it's really cute. Oh, it's so cute! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Derek looks a lot younger in this picture than he mm-hmm. does in the show. So I want to I wanna mention, too, that this particular story has over a thousand comments. 
Yeah. And it has been kudos, which is kind of like a way of being like, good job, guys. It's like liked, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like you like it if you give it a kudos. And it's been bookmarked. Over 20,000 times. So this is kind of the numbers we're dealing with when it comes to Teen Wolf and some of these more popular fandoms, Yeah. by the way. So I picked this one because I never really watched the show. I think I clicked on a random Derek and Style story because you it sounded interesting. The show? No, it looked kind of boring, honestly. The first season was. But okay. then after that, it was really it got good. good. Maybe I should try. But There's I went... like a lizard thing that shows up. <laughs> well, I like lizard things. <laughs> but I went deep, like really deep on Derek and Styles for a while. That's what she said. I know. I just got so obsessed with them. I thought they were, the, the relationship and the dynamic was so cute. Yes. Because it's very much that grumpy person with the sunshine pairing. Yeah. Yes. And it's just catnip to yes. me. I love it so and much. It was very much mm-hmm. so like the nerd and the jock. Yeah. Like straight off the bat. Oh my god, yes. And then the the miscommunications. Oh yeah. And the two people being idiots because they don't know the other one likes them. And Styles's personality from the show translated mm-hmm. very well into this fanfic. I will say I feel like for whatever reason Styles comes off on fanfic really well. Yeah. I think cuz the you it's say so as quirky. somebody who's never watched the show. I know. But it <laughs> cuz this is kind of the the styles you see in a lot of fanfics. Yes. So I loved this particular one because it was it stood up to time for me. It mm-hmm. wasn't like some of the other Harry Potter ones I'd read that I did not like as a 31-year-old. This one still had really good writing. It was still really sharp, still really clever. It had a lot of the elements that popped up in other Teen Wolf fan fiction, so I thought it was a good kind of like study of what they could look like. And this one was nice, too, because it was an all-human alternate universe, which is something I wanted you to experience specifically. Yeah, I kept waiting for werewolves to show yeah, up. Yeah, and, and never. Nothing. The one I wanted to give you, though, was werewolves. It's behind a, not a paywall, but you have to have an account on Archive. Oh, so if you okay. do get an account, okay. I'll send it to you because it is amazing. I, I accidentally set up accounts, so. <laughs> I might account. have to send it to you because the one I wanted to send you is Styles is trying to date Derek's ex-boyfriend, so he goes to Derek for help to get the ex-boyfriend oh. and meanwhile Derek's like so obsessed with him and he's like sure I'll help you because it's really a sneaky way to get with him it's so good it's so good I reread it and I was like oh. it's one of those. <laughs> so I especially wanted you to read this one so you would get to experience a slash fic so what did you think do you have any thoughts before I move like I, I get into my reasoning I mean I think I was expecting it so I had no thoughts oh that's true <laughs> Like, it's a ship that I have, so I was fine with it. I thought it portrayed very well. Mm-hmm. I honestly, this was the first one I read of the entire group, yeah. and I was expecting more spice. Okay, that's fair. But they are also in high school. I know. That's what, like, I told myself, I was like, yeah. Jackie, stop. This was probably written by a high schooler. It's about high school. I don't schoolers. know if she was high school. I will say, though, there is a lot of smut that happens with high school-aged characters, yeah. and it kind of depends on the writer if they're into that or not. Some people yeah. are very much like, no, it won't touch kids like, in high school. Other people don't care. medium heat. Like mm-hmm. low medium heat, mm-hmm. but I, eventually the sparks had to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I really liked. There was like one part where they're making out because, of course, Derek has to spend the night before. Oh, the obviously. obviously, obviously, and of course they end up sharing a bed because duh, duh. one bed. Uh, yeah, I was like, when that happens, like one bed, and I literally <laughs> screamed that, and I was reading this at work, so <laughs> I was like, oh my god, one bed. Mm-hmm. But then there's another thing that I laughed like super hard, and I can't say it on the podcast. Oh, was, yeah. Uh, there was the one part when they were sharing a bed, because, of course, one bed, like we said. Right. And, um, like, they're making out, and things are getting, like, heated, and then mm-hmm. they hear his dad walk by, and Derek goes, oh, no, your dad! <laughs> like, jumps up. <laughs> I laughed at that part, too. It was cute. It was really cute. This was, one I love. It wasn't as much of a hug as Dramione, mm-hmm. Dramoini, Dr- Dram- I can't, still can't it's say okay. it, as Harry mean. Potter was, okay. but, like, it was still, like, a little... 
a little shoulder okay. nudge, like, hey. <laughs> well, I'm really glad. And while we're on this topic, uh, I want to go back to talking about slash pairings really quick. Oh, good, yeah. Because after re-listening to the last episode in conjunction with a recent Twitter question that was released this week. Look at I, that segue. Thank she you. split it right in. <laughs> I want to rethink about why slash pairings are usually the most popular pairing in any given fandom. When you look at Teen Wolf, when you look at some of the other big ones like Supernatural, uh, Marvel, it does tend to be dominated by these male slash male pairings. And that's pretty much true all over. And I feel like in hindsight, I was maybe a little too flippant about it, especially after author Jack Harbin asked Twitter why so many straight women end up writing male couples. Mm. So I think it's a really valid question. Yeah. And it's something that people have been kind of talking about for years, but he kind of said the quiet part out loud. Yeah. You also texted me that in relation to something else and I laughed really hard. Mm. But um, I think... Yeah, and as being somebody who just recently got back into Twitter, and there's been so much trauma. Yeah. I'm like, what is this place? We could have a second scandal episode probably God. in a couple we'll of months. We'll be talking about one later. So, um, but it really kicked off a whole discussion yeah. on Twitter, and like authors were tuning in, mm-hmm. readers were tuning in. There's of course a lot of misogyny that was yeah. tuning in. I think when it comes to original publishing, there's still a lot of straight women that absolutely they write queer male parents, and it mm-hmm. seems like they write queer male pairings exclusively i don't really think there's one reason for it there's probably a lot of fetishizing going on along with a lot of internal misogyny with a side of money if we want to be it's one of those things like you see a bandwagon doing good you're gonna jump on it yeah that's true jump jump Mm -hmm. on it jump on it jump on i'm so (laughs) sorry guys um but something i was seeing a lot too was the opposite side of the discussion Mm -hmm. of the women the women yeah, no, absolutely. Women. Oh, well, that like nobody does. Exactly. And it's that like was so a, low. a lot of the people we were talking about mm-hmm. was why are so many, especially women, writing this yeah. men loving men, but they're refusing to write the other side of the mm-hmm. spectrum of women loving women. So reading through some of the responses to his question, there were a couple of people who said reading queer pairings written by straight women was like a bridge to them figuring out their own gender identities. That was one of the only reasons I saw that was maybe a little valid. I saw a couple of people who said they like male-on-male pairings because they can avoid patriarchal things. They can avoid violence against women. They described it as men are are equal to each other as opposed to having like this power imbalance between a woman and a man and they could explore that. That one, I don't know about that one. I'm kind of sci it a little little bit because I'm like I think you're just reading the wrong romance novels yeah if it's that much of a concern so I've really struggled with how to talk about this and how it intersects with slash pairings in fan fiction when I think a lot of the same circumstances do exist because I feel like every time I try to write down an explanation I minimize fan fiction yeah I I like felt myself saying a lot well like it's just like it's just fan fiction it's just different I it feels really simple to just be like yeah fan fiction is different but honestly fan fiction is different it, it just is like I'm not minimizing it I'm not trying to disrespect it but I think because fan fiction is free to write and read it's not that it's less harmful I think it's less impactful than the kind of power imbalance there is in the actual publishing world I think too if we look at the media behind yeah. fan fiction so a lot of the media that we are consuming feature the heroes mm-hmm. right so they feature harry potter right. they feature draco and i'm talking about like the actual movies mm-hmm. themselves they feature style stilinski they feature Derek, and whatever the heck his name was the other cute one but they feature men yeah right and so i think as women we're not every not every woman is attracted to a man i right. know that but a lot of these 
writers are being attracted to the men mm-hmm. and they want to see people they're attracted to together and like act it out. Yeah. So we're going to talk about like YN. Is that how you say it? Y slash N. Like second person point yeah. of view. It'll come up again for Here that. in a minute. Um, and I almost wonder if this is another way of like self-insertion. Yeah. Of you don't want to self-insert yourself. In, <laughs> self-insert <laughs> into the narrative of like Harry Potter. You want it to still be Harry Potter. Mm. But you're going to ascribe yourself to Draco. Yeah. And so that he can be with Harry. Or again, you're going to ascribe yourself to Hermione so she can be with Draco. I wonder if that's part of it. That that, I don't know if I follow that, but you know what popped into my head as you were talking? I feel like we're really kind of trained to uphold men's stories over yeah. women's. Oh, and yeah. I, I notice, we live in a patriarchy. Exactly. And I notice a lot, too. There's always a difference between, like, boy books. Yeah. This pops up a lot in the library where parents will come in and they're like, oh, we oh, want no, boy that books. Oh, no, books for little girls. We want girl we books. That. Yeah. So I feel like we just kind of undervalue women's stories in general. So I wonder if it's like, well, I want to write a serious story, so it's going to be two men. Good point. instead of one woman one man it'll be better than like this fluffy and i want to say thing. there's another added layer to this of and again i'm going to talk about katie robert um because mm-hmm. she writes a lot of poly pairings yeah um and something that she was bringing up was why is it even less valid or even more considered erotica when you're writing a romance that features two women and one yeah. man or two men and one woman or even more pairings because she writes a lot of mm-hmm. those and they are frequently marketed as erotica when they are not. They mm-hmm. are just romance. It feels like it's it's more intense. I think that's probably the most polite word I could mm. use. Even though it's not true. I mean, it's some not of like hers is erotica. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, yeah, straight up. But, <laughs> but I think with that added third person, it's like, oh, that's a step too far for most people. Mm. So even if it's like the fluffiest slice I, of life thing, it's like, oh, no, this is hardcore erotica because there's three of them. I am interested because so she is writing a series right now. We're going to again, we're going to talk about it next month, mm-hmm. but it's called Wicked Olympus and it's a retelling of all of like the Olympic gods. Yeah. And the next one she's coming out with, uh, I got an arc of it, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm so cool. And it's Achilles and Patroclus, which I think is one of the, like the OG gay yeah. ships. Um, and she throws Helen into the mix. Mm. Helen of Troy. Oh, it's OK. Yeah. It's going to be traditionally published. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a schmeckshi cover. Mm hmm. And it's going to be sold, like, through a major publisher. That's kind of a big deal. Because yeah. usually that is kind of, like, an indie thing. Yeah. Okay. And I was... So, obviously, it's February as we're recording this. We've been putting together romance book displays all <laughs> over our libraries. Um, mine says, romance books in February? Groundbreaking. Mm. But, like, I was trying to include as many different, like, love matches as I could. Mm-hmm. And, like, queer representation and all that. I had way more gay books than I had lesbian books so it's just like it's just I think it really comes down to internalized misogyny yeah and like also internalized misogyny within publishing I think we're yeah we're just trained to read men books over over women books like yeah read the Harry Potter but I can't ask a kid to read like Hunger Games here's another one for you Mm. is that as women so if we go back step away from fan fiction I know this is fan fiction I'm sorry really quick if we step away from it as women, if we're reading a book about it's a gay romance, mm-hmm. the person on the street isn't necessarily going to be like, oh, oh, that's gay. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. they might. But like if it's a woman loving woman, so if it's a lesbian romance, how much more are they likely to get harassed because it's two women on the cover holding hands or kissing versus two men, red, white and royal blue, standing at opposite sides of the thing with like some cutesy font between them. I, I guess that at that point, though, it's a cover design thing. <laughs> yeah, but they're all designed like that, Jen. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. 
I think the least obvious one I can think of that's a lesbian romance is Alyssa Cole's, um, the Runaway Royals one. It's the Anastasia retelling. But they're and still kind of like touching. Like they're, they're, still... they're canoodling, but the yeah. one pre- presents is very masked. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, that I'd have to think about. This is an open conversation. Yeah. It's if just... you have ideas, email us. <laughs> Let us know. Don't yell at us. Be nice. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw it out I there. I will yell back at you. <laughs> Oh, and you know what? Mm. Now that we talk about it, too, the female gaze. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And I think that's something that I've been saying in bigger words when I could have just boiled it down to those two words mm-hmm. of that internalized misogyny in the yeah. female gaze. Um, and I'm not calling you out. I think it's some, like you as the listener, not okay. you as Jen. Oh, okay. You. No, I'm not calling you the listener out. Um, I think it's something that we as readers need to become more self-aware of mm-hmm. and as consumers that we need to become more self-aware of and writers. And I think we need to start addressing why are we open to writing these gay fix, these MM slash fix, but we're not open to FF slash fix mm-hmm. or multiple poly fix. Mm-hmm. What is it in us that's like keeping us back from that? Because as women, I feel like we have more idea of a sensation of a woman's body than yeah. of what a man's body is doing that. Mm-hmm. I have a really good example. I'm going to tell you about it after because it's okay. not appropriate for a work podcast. <laughs> I know this is kind of a big conversation to have, and maybe this is a little bit better for publishing. I think in terms of fan fiction, though, because, again, it's very similar. I think a lot of the same kind of circumstances exist here. Mm. But, again, there's no money involved. So I think that takes out a lot of the harmful kind of dynamic here. Because there's I no don't power like the word here. Harmful. I don't either. I can't think of a better word though. Because there's still some harm being done, but I think yeah. it's less impactful. Because it's very easy on fanfiction. It's free. Like you, you go into a story, you click back, you write your own story, you publish it. It's, you know, there's none of the little middleman. There's none of the power with the the publishing industry. Yeah. And as Jack. Uh, Harbden said in one of his reply tweets that I'm paraphrasing because this is a work podcast, <laughs> but you don't always have to read things that are totally appropriate. You just don't hold them up as the greatest thing ever. Yes. Because, you know, we all know that there is incognito mode for a reason. Yes. So I some things you just like don't talk about. Love that, too, because here's just another little mm-hmm. earworm for you to think about. Um, best example. Something that's going around Twitter again right now is that literature... The majority of literature is constantly held up by its best example, oh, right? Yeah. So literary fiction, best example right now, what, Sally Rooney or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, she's been talking about a lot. Romance consistently <laughs> is the routinely worst held up by its worst example. They will consistently- Flowers in the storm. Oh, my God. Fabio. I love Fabio, Flowers but in the like- storm. Flame in the flower. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, no, like it's consistently, they look at the- t- cheesy 80s rapey sorry trigger warning rapey romance novels that have no consent where she's Mm -hmm. getting raped by page 60 yeah not even by page 20 it was like page 30 on that one and she ends up pregnant (laughs) forced into marriage and Mm -hmm. like sold into sex slavery sorry there was a lot of trigger warnings in that i will make sure to put that in the show notes but (laughs) like why we have so many good romance Mm -hmm. books out there so many hopeful ones especially in these times like so many ones that people are turning to and loving Sorry, this is turning into a rant, but <laughs> I'd like that Jack Harbin got really upset about that. I think it was a good thing to bring up, and it's something that we should be kind of mindful of. So thank you, Jack, for asking the question that nobody <laughs> wanted you to ask, because a lot of people got mad at him. <laughs> I would think the problem starts in fan fiction, though, is when those authors turn into original authors mm. who publish this kind of thing for money. Then I can be a little more like, mm, we got to examine this. 
But as for now, I do feel really bad that I sort of boiled the last episode down to my point about making male characters more female gazy, quote unquote, in the last one. I'm not really a fan of that word now in hindsight. When Not just that, but the way I put it, I felt like I was very flippant Mm -hmm. when I was just trying to say I like it when men aren't these stereotypes of cold, tough, manly men that we see a lot in Hollywood. And I find in a lot of things... You know what? It doesn't have to be in Slash. Like, I can find those things in other things. I feel like my I, I gave too strong of an implication that, oh, I read Slash because it's, like, feminine gay man. Mm-hmm. It was, like, that stereotype. Okay. I see so I felt really saying. bad. Yeah. So that is not what I meant. Pairing them with another man does not mean they take on some kind of feminine idealism for me to put my own desires on. So sorry for speaking too off the cuff last time. I think, too, we had a whole section of discussion that I had to cut out because yeah. it was not work appropriate. It was about <laughs> Dean and Castiel yeah. and, like, Dean's portrayal in mm-hmm. fanfic and, like, all that and how he's portrayed as this manly man, but he has more depth. And I think that's a lot of where your fears about coming off of that were based. Yeah. So I don't think it came across as that, okay. but I know you. So, But just in case, there you go, guys. Yeah. That is kind of what I meant. It's and okay, Jen. There is a lot to say about Slash and fanfic and you know, male and male pairings in original publishing. And there's a little food for thought for you guys. Long story short, 99% of love is valid. Yeah. There's like a 1% that you should not do because it's illegal. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Or immoral. Immoral. Moral. Illegal. Illegal. Don't touch it. Yeah. So the one I was really, really excited for you. Turn signal jumping tracks back into fanfic. (laughs) I was really excited to hear your thoughts on the Tumblr author I gave you. Because she writes exclusively this concept called second person point of view. And it is not, I'm not going to say it's super controversial, but a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about that style of writing. Mm. And I really wanted to know your thoughts as a newbie who was like totally new and fresh to all of this. So I think I'm split on this one. Okay. So really quick, I gave her an author called Angry Starlight, who is a... author I have really enjoyed for like the last year I've been reading her roughly. She writes Marvel so she does a, and lot, a of, lot of other things. Yeah, she does. She is mainly Buckley Barnes and Steve Rogers at this point, And she writes these kind of blank female characters. Mm. So when she writes, she says things like you walked out the door as opposed to I or she. Yeah. Because you are supposed to put yourself directly into the story. So I went down a Henry Cavill rabbit hole. <laughs> With this one and didn't read any of the Bucky Barnes. Oh, the Bucky ones. Those are the good ones, though, because those are her most recent. Because she's been writing now, I think, for about a year. So I guess I haven't been reading her for a year. I've been reading her for a couple of months. She has been writing, I think, for like a month and a half. Sorry, got a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Roughly. Don't quote me on that. And I feel like her new stuff is so much better. Her old stuff was already pretty good. But, you know, she's just had so much practice. I think. The, like the Bucky Barnes one today she uploaded was like, oh, I should not read that. I did not read it at work. And I should not read it at work. And I did not. <laughs> So I think, so this is why I'm split with, is it YN? Is that what it's called? So it's also known as Y slash N because it's supposed to be like your name. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. what it stands for. I keep going like, yes, no. In my head, I'm like, wait, no. No. (laughs) If it's Um, easier, like second point, second person point of view is, might be easier for you. Mm -hmm. Or self-insert. Or self-insert works too. There's a couple different ways you can tag it. So the reason I am divided on liking this or not was first and foremost, Tumblr took me back. (laughs) I haven't been on Tumblr since, Mm -hmm. what, 2016, 2015, something Mm -hmm. like that. And at the time when I was on Tumblr, I wasn't necessarily reading fanfic, but there was this thing called, like, Fantasy Friday or something like that where people would upload the one-shot sort of thing. It would be under, like, 500 words, something like that, just, like, quick. Well, one-shot is probably more of, like, a drabble. 
picture. There's different things. That's okay. Like. It was it was a post. Okay. And it was this sort of thing. It was the self-insertion, like, you were there, da, 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 all this sort of stuff. So, like, I can understand it, and it felt familiar, but at the same time, I had a really hard time just, like, conceptualizing. Okay. With the use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just because my brain was like, this is breaking the fourth wall, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when it came down to major characters. So, like, for instance, I am attracted to Henry Cavill. He is chef's kiss um especially his Geralt the Witcher I could okay I, I won't wax poetic where areas with Marvel I'm like meh okay Bucky Barnes see the thing I the thing I liked about this author though was she rarely writes really canon specific so the one she uploaded today was Bucky Barnes as a biker and it's not related to Marvel at all he's just got the he's obsessed with the reader who she nicknames gorgeous and it's like their life together so then here's another thing I have too yeah. is one of my big things with fanfic is I have a hard time divulging those characters from those spaces. Okay. To me, if it's Bucky Barnes, he's going to have a biotic arm and he's going to be the Winter Soldier. So he usually still does have the arm. But that's the thing. That's the beauty of fanfic. You pick and choose what you want. And see, that's the thing I have the most issue with. But like you just described how you would put Harry Potter in a Regency world. Yes, but then it wouldn't be fanfiction. Well, yeah, but it's it is fanfiction though because you're not getting paid. It, and like it's about the fans the way i have a plan okay i know paid. you ha- i know you want to do it like these original things but yeah no that's fan fiction that's like you put the characters in whatever kind of situations that you want to put them in so bucky barnes does not have to be very strictly marvel winner soldier yes he does he does not have to though like he's also a ma- she does a lot of mafia things with him too he's a mafia don in a lot of them <laughs> she's got a really good one with like lumberjack bucky I just, I don't know. It's just oh my God, hard this for one, my brain to conceptualize. Probably one of, it, it's hard to say a favorite. One of my favorites, one of my top three, she does um, Chubby Baker. So he's a chubby baker. And it's really cute. But he's the winter soldier. Yeah. And he can have a belly. Yeah, okay. he can have a belly. He relaxed totally after he true. got out. He gained some weight because he okay. loved his baking. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like him big. Okay. Like so, okay. so with you, you it's really funny you had a problem with that considering that's what fan fiction is, is like putting them wherever you want to put them. Yeah. So was it was that the bigger problem than just the you thing? I think the you thing was the biggest one. Okay. Like there are certain characters, like I was saying, that I'm just like, I really don't care where mm-hmm. you're going to put them. I just don't want to read that. Okay. Like Henry Cavill, I think because Henry Cavill has played so many roles, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Bucky Barnes to me is always going to be Bucky Barnes. And okay. I'm just like, I have a hard time. That's so funny. <laughs> that's my brain. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, that's why I wanted to ask you because like I said, you versions can be very, again, not controversial. I don't, it's not as controversial as something else I'm going to talk about, but I think people judge them pretty harshly at times. Mm. I I really wanted you to read a second person point of view fanfic because like I've said, it can be a little iffy for people to want to read. I think a lot of times they get judged pretty harshly harshly at times. Yeah. A lot of people will judge fan fiction itself as a way to insert yourself into the story through badly characterized characters and second person point of view is literally doing that. So I've read criticism that it could be kind of cringy and desperate and pathetic to I, write second person. I just realized I wrote a second person POV for Akatar. See, that's the thing though. <laughs> that's the thing. Oops. <laughs> 
I think it was with Azrael, if anybody's okay. interested. Well, I mean, obviously that fixes it then. The so I think a lot of readers' problems with second POV comes from this lingering hatred and myth of the Mary Sue trope from earlier fandom concerns. Mm. If you don't know what a Mary Sue is, nope. it is a fanfiction trope that's used to describe a female character as amazingly perfect, flawless, oh. beautiful, exceptionally talented, and who is at the center of the plot that all the other characters revolve around. There's concern that she's unrealistically powerful and amazing, even in the fictional world she lives in. So Bella Swan is frequently brought up as an example of this. In the 2000s, there was a lot of concern about making sure that your female characters weren't Mary Sue's because most people viewed this as like a wish fulfillment on the part of the author. They were judged really harshly. So they actually had Mary Sue witch hunts where they would go around and be like, no, you're Hermione's too much of a Mary Sue. She's too perfect. It sounds to me like this is where the pick me girl arose. I'm not like other girls. The thing is, though, in the last couple of years, there's been kind of this reckoning with the the concept because readers started pointing out, you know, this is only ever concerned with female characters. Yeah. Because you know who else could be considered a Mary Sue? Batman. Yeah. Batman. James Bond. Dean Winchester. Luke Skywalker. But weirdly enough, it was only people who wrote Hermione or Buffy fanfiction that had to be warned, make sure you don't write them as Mary Sue's. So I feel like today it's a less acceptable thing to accuse authors of. I think a lot of people are more likely to defend Mary Sue's if, you know, even if the concept even exists. That's kind of a thing. Like, is this really a Mary Sue character? Is this just somebody who, yeah, maybe has some wish fulfillment, wants to put themselves in this particular role and, you know, just let them. Who cares? Yeah. So a second person point of view strips even the Mary Sue cover away. You were very boldly and unapologetically inserting yourself into the story. And it might very well be a wish fulfillment version of yourself. And for whatever reason, a lot of people do not like it. I don't know why. I'm not sure if it's just because it's a very earnest or vulnerable kind of thing to read and and fic. Or if maybe it really is a case that a lot of those authors are poorer writers. Though I would argue a lot of them are not. And the one I gave you definitely was not a poor writer. But I can see a lot of the Mary Sue concern and fear living on in the second person point of views, which I think is kind of sad. Yeah. And that's not to say it's the only reason people write second point of view. I will say I've noticed a lot of authors tend to openly hate the female characters. So going back to that internal misogyny, <laughs> I think there's a lot of anti-Peggies or Pepper Potts if we're still sticking with the Marvel example. So the criticism is something I'm willing to think about. But uh, if there's anything else I'm not, I don't think it's really applicable. 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 <laughs> applicable. Same difference. <laughs> but, I, you know, if you're just mad people are writing about themselves, like, go take a nap. Yeah. Like, go calm down. No, I don't think... That wasn't my issue with it. Okay. I had no issue with that. My issue was solely, like, based on, like, the point of view. It was just, like, it was weird and it was hard for me to break okay. through. It's like when you get that weird second-person literary book and you're like, wait, wait, what? It's like okay. The Starless Sea by Aaron Morgan. And you're reading it and you're like, I don't know if I'm smart enough to read this. <laughs> to be fair, it's really only something I started reading in the last year or so because it has been so, like... Ugh, people don't do and that. You're like, I'm going to read it to prove you wrong. Well, I had a friend that got really into a second person point of view thing and I wanted to be supportive because she was getting into fan fiction for the first time. So I was like, all right, I'm going to read this with you. And then I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. Yeah. Like I've been judging it so badly all these years and now I read really cool second person point of view authors. And it's really fun because Tumblr is so collaborative. Yeah. It's really fun just to see her update constantly and to interact with people who send her messages what was your experience then on tumblr compared to the others so i think that i have a bit of a 
I don't know what I'm trying to say, like a step up because <laughs> okay. I was on Tumblr for so long and I'm so used to Tumblr format that it just made sense to me. Um, but I think as somebody who is just stepping into the space just to explore fanfic, I might have a little bit of difficulty mm-hmm. because things are tagged and tags yeah. if you are not aware are like little clickable links at the bottom where you can click a tag so like it'll say bucky barnes and you can click bucky barnes and it'll take you to everything that else that is tagged as bucky barnes mm-hmm. to get into web design at a very base level mm-hmm. um so that's easy to expand but something that i never really did like about tumblr is that you can't see all the tags and all the filters at once oh, yeah, unlike okay. on ao3 or fanfic.net yeah. you have to do like the show more and then yeah you, know, you always click the wrong thing and yeah and it okay. was very that's fair and it's just the layout of tumblr itself is very much like bloggy i think i've gotten used to it because i only do it on my phone yeah that's especially fair. since i broke my laptop like i get all this stuff on my phone now <laughs> this is true <laughs> um yeah so i mean it wasn't my favorite i think out of the four examples that you sent me, this was number three out of four for like favorite. Uh, I didn't really. <laughs> for favorite. Not okay, like for the fix, format. Because I was going to say, I didn't send you anything for Wattpad. No, I know, but you had me expo- <laughs> okay. explore it that's and fair. I hated it. Yeah, that's fair. I hated Wattpad too. Okay, because I thought you would at least like the biker stuff, but if you didn't even look at it. I haven't read a biker fix since like 2018. Oh, that's sad. Those poor bikers, they miss you. I'm out of my Sons of Anarchy phase right now. Maybe if I get in a mood to read it this summer, then we can do a whole month on bikers. Yeah. Well, we should anyway, because we, we should, should talk about like antiheroes. We should. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I guess I should start gearing myself up. Maybe I'll rewatch some uh, Charlie Hunnam. As there you Sons go. Of I mean, like, that's such a chore. Oh, no. Poor me. I got to go look at Char- Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> Although I did like him in King like- Arthur better. <laughs> Well, I'm glad Tumblr was your your third favorite out of the four. So let's talk about the one I we both kind of gave up uh, on. Wattpad is something that has been consistently upheld as kind of a fan fiction site, but it's really more of an original. Yeah. There is fan fiction on there. And we have talked about the One Direction fanfic after being so crazy popular on there. And it, it does exist. And when I looked at the fan fiction tag, there were definitely fan fictions on there. I mean, in the... The loosest sense of the word, there was fan fiction on yeah. there. It was even the presentation of it was, yeah, it was interesting. It was clunky. I texted I texted Jen and I mm-hmm. was like, this, they have book covers yeah. for all of the fics. Well, that, yeah. Covers. Mm-hmm. Fanfiction.net does that too. If you look in the top left corner sometimes of the newer ones, they, they will have an image that goes with it. Mm. And then just in general, people have been more picture-based and they will post that yeah. stuff on like their their tick their tiktoks or their tumblers yeah. or their twitters about hey look at this thing i made here's and the cover there are a lot of um indie pubs out there mm-hmm. that if you look at the spine they say wattpad books and they right. are published directly yeah, from what exactly i think i read wattpad has had something like like a thousand of of the books either published or go into movies like oh. they they're a really big market interesting so wattpad seems to be most popular with the generation right after us <laughs> maybe that was part of my problem they say they have fan fiction, but it's really more original stuff. And especially now, they are really promoting their original stuff like crazy. They do have popular fan fiction and a fan fiction section on there, but the original stories are what's highlighted, especially after recent events. I really didn't like the writing styles or the stuff that had a lot of the comments or views. I, I did try to find something for Jackie. And I just, I told her finally to poke around and see if she could find anything. I didn't. Um, okay, yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> no offense to Wattpad users. The, the writing's just not that good. Oh, I didn't even get that I feel part. so bad. I tried. The, the most popular fan fiction was something like, 
already forget the guy's name, but somebody in BTS was dead, apparently was the title. And I guess it was kind of like a murder mystery romance oh. thing. And it had like 40 million views. Wow. It was insane. And I just hated it so much. I think <laughs> I'm so sorry. If we're going to talk about the interface itself, I think Wattpad's interface is the most visually appealing. Okay. Um, it's the least website-y, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. It's the least like archive-y. Yeah. <laughs> so like how, the layout of, archive, of AO3 and fanfic.net is very much so... I'm going to say it looks like an archive. Yeah. It's like an internet archive. It's a text post and it's like little little profile pictures and all that sort of stuff. Whereas Wattpad, it looks to me like a cheap version of Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, I, I could see that. Well, Wattpad was launched in 2006 to share original and fiction stories. It's always been really popular, but it's especially exploded in the last few years. The Harry Styles fan fiction that got turned into After started on Wattpad. Do you want to guess how many times it got read before it got taken down? What did you say the most popular one today was like 40 million? Mm-hmm. 60 million. 1 billion. Holy Hannah! <laughs> 1 billion. I think that is. Anna a, Todd is making bank. That was pretty obvious for why she redid that because honestly, I tried to read it when it was still Harry Styles and I didn't really like it that much. Yeah. I'm really sorry. I couldn't finish it. I'm really sorry, Anna Todd. Good for you, Anna Todd, off. but I couldn't do it. So the site has over 90 million monthly lo- users. AO3, in contrast, is about 50 million. Mm. AO3 has done a lot. They've done like a billion a year. Oh, okay. Roughly. So Wattpad ended up being bought by a Korean company named Navient last year for $600 million. Wow. They also own Webtoons. Oh, I don't know if you've I heard of them. Mm-hmm. I like Webtoons. Which is a popular graphic story site. It's and where Laura Olympus started. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they are going to cross-promote those two properties at some point. I think they already are, honestly. I think so, too. Yeah, and I think BTS now is on it. Really? Yeah, they're doing some kind of comic book thing. Oh. So recently it was announced, too, that Viacom CBS would be teaming up with Navient to turn stories from Wattpad and Webtoons into movies and TV shows. More Olympus is going on Netflix! Yeah, see? Exactly. So Things excited. like that. So I had noticed a little bit of panic at first about whether or not authors were able to keep the copyright for their work or if Navient can adapt stories without permission or credit. I did try to find some actual news articles about concerns like that, and luckily I could not find any. Wattpad has a pretty lengthy copyright FAQ on their website, so it seems like you actually do own your stories. So this isn't like an Amazon Worlds thing where right. they would have kept them. It does seem like, you know, if you post it, you own it. So that's that's good news. There have also been deals inked in Asian countries to bring Wattpad stories over there. So it just kind of feels like we're in the tipping point of more Wattpad content and more fan fiction to be mined for media. Yeah. And I Which feel is like good because the site sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. Which explains why BTS is getting so big. Mm-hmm. It was bought out by that. So what was the drama? So I thought that was going to be the drama because I saw a lot of this initial like, oh my God, they're going to steal our work, yada, yada. And then I actually looked at it and I'm like, oh, I don't think they are. Yeah. Yeah. It feels much less like Amazon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I really thought this was going to be another like, I don't know. We'll take down big your scandal. work. We yeah. will be big brother. So it doesn't seem like that. I could be wrong. Please, you know, give me any information if I am wrong. But I cautiously optimistic at the moment so if you want to post something Wattpad seems to be safe all these sites are safe I mean you're not safe from other authors but it doesn't seem like the site itself is going to steal your work Mm. outside of Amazon okay Amazon's always like I was trying to remember I feel like I just saw something on Twitter or Mm -hmm. TikTok maybe that Amazon was coming back with fan fiction but I can't oh god please don't I I don't remember (laughs) the exact like arc and I don't remember if I was hallucinating at 1130 at night mm-hmm. <laughs> or something, but I feel like I remember. So if I find anything, I will put it in the show notes. But it's just interesting 
because this is such a big thing that mm-hmm. the biggest corporation in the West doesn't have its little greedy little fingers. They've been trying to do I something know. like this, so we'll see. But they and just I mean, keep failing, which is interesting. I mean, they yeah. have Kindle and Kindle Unlimited, which is a big money maker for yeah. them. So they don't really need to get into fan fiction, but fan fiction is a big money maker. And they you could know what? just do a whole nother subscription service. You know what did just happen? The, that YA author thing tried to have that, oh, that the, NFT fan fiction yeah. thing. And that got yanked as soon as they were like, no, this is real sketchy. Yeah. So it seems like people keep trying and nobody's just figured out the exact formula to profit. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So well, there is a little bit of that. I'm really happy that I made Jackie read. Are you going to Are you gonna keep reading? I don't know. Fair enough. Guys, I would take that as a challenge. Send Jackie some good stuff. If you send it to me, I will read it. So much of the problem I figured out of me reading fanfic is because there's too many options. Okay. There's too much choice. Well, that's why you narrow it down to like, okay, well, I want a Hermione and Victor day today. That's just too much work. I could just go read Harry Potter. But this is free and you don't have to go to the library. I own all the Harry Potter books, Jen. Okay, but you have to also read Harry Potter instead of reading like, ooh, Hermione and Draco in adulthood where like fun stuff can happen. I have a very vivid imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it's yes, it's fun to read and I really like it. And like mm-hmm. I said, it's a big warm hug, but it's just the accessing part that's hard for me. Okay. And as somebody who has issues making decisions, I am so picky. I am not picky, if that makes sense. Okay. That it's just like there's just so much stuff and it just get overwhelmed. And I'm like, I'm just going to go read this instead. But that could easily be books. Like how do you don't get overwhelmed with the books on the shelves or Goodreads? No, because they have pretty covers. Okay. Well, guys, I would take that as a challenge. Send Jackie lots of fanfic. I will read it. Well, thank you for your service, Jackie. I know that was probably really difficult for you. So I feel like one thing everyone should have noticed by now as we talk and as I frame a lot of my discussion around fanfic in ter- is in terms of pairing. That's because the bulk of fan fiction is usually a romance story. This is true. Obviously, not every fanfic has to revolve around a couple. And there's plenty that look at other factors about a character or story, but those just aren't as common. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say a romance or a pairing-based plot is what's most popular and appealing about fanfiction. There is a lot of dark fanfic out there, so not every pairing ends up having romance elements or a happy ending, but the story still revolves around two or more people getting together or being together. Genfic, which is like general fiction, doesn't really... like by I know. (laughs) No, general fiction doesn't really get a lot of attention if there isn't some kind of pairing involved. So I'm not really sure why most people won't read a Steve Rogers road trip of self-discovery, but they will go insane if you add Bucky Barnes into the mix. (gasps) Okay, I would totally read a road trip between Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes, like on a bike. There's only one Mm -hmm. bed. If you know a fic like that, I will read it. I'm sure there's 5,000. I mean, the Marvel Somebody sent it to me, though. I can't decide. (laughs) And I can't. There's too many clicks and too many things You heard it, guys. So it's always kind of interested me that this is what fan fiction is known for. I think sometimes that's why people dismiss it. Mm. They see it as an excuse for writers to make their favorite characters have sex with each other. And I think a lot of people like to make fun of that. So I'm not sure if it's something people really notice if you're not one of the ones writing genfic. I couldn't find any real data for this. And this is just my opinion. So take it with a grain of salt. I mean, it's like I said earlier, how romance is constantly held up by its worst example. And people... (laughs) Frequently, let's mm-hmm. point to fanfic and be like, "It's just that one. sex, and it's gross, <laughs> and it's fanfic, and it's romance, so it sucks." No. 
So we talked last time about how rare it was to see queer couples in mainstream media. So we can definitely say Star Trek got us going, right? They wanted happy queer experiences in these worlds, so they wrote them in themselves. That impulse is true for a lot of people, so it carried on to other fictional properties. We already know stories about love and sex and romance are very appealing. Otherwise, the romance genre would not be a billion-dollar industry today. Mm -hmm. I feel like those years of limited representation and wanting to make up for it in fic is probably why fanfiction is so pairing-based heterosexual writers just sort of jumped on the bandwagon because you know it would be fun and because yeah everybody likes well most people like love and romance and uh and that brings us to today fan fiction gets a lot of eyeballs ao3 reported having over a billion visits last year looking at popular wattpad stories you'll see views in the millions too publishers are getting smart to know how popular fan fiction is and they're diving right in so you already know el james Cassandra Clare and Addison Kane started off as fanfic authors from previous episodes. They all repurposed old fic and turned them into original works in order to publish them professionally. Most recently, we had the Love Hypothesis hit the bestseller list yeah. after starting off as Raylo fanfiction. It's so good. Wattpad stories are all over the big screen. After is the one we reference the most, but I just found out Netflix's Kissing Booth movies are also a Wattpad oh, story. Yeah. So we can thank fanfiction as well for the creation of Omegaverse. So who knows what other tropes and new universes are on the horizon. Personally, I see a lot more fanfic becoming original work, but I don't think anything will be as big as Fifty Shades was. Mm. Personally, my OTP is fanfiction and romance, and I hope they're very happy together for years to come. Aw, happily ever after. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to know about fanfiction, Jackie? Last chance, then we're never talking about it again. <laughs> oh, I don't think we're never talking about it again. Ever. Because next we're all month, done. we're talking about retellings, and I have an almost argument that retellings are a type of fanfic. Ooh, that I am really excited There's to hear. There's my love hypothesis for well, you. Well, if you guys are excited to hear that too, because now I'm curious, <laughs> be sure you tune back in next month, guys. And don't forget... We have mini sods this entire month. Well, by the time this episode comes out, you there's would have already listened more. to them. Yeah, there's but one more mini sod. Listen to next month's. There, there's a one mini, one mini sod after this, oh, so okay. definitely listen to that because it's a big discussion. Listen to all of them. We put a <laughs> lot of work into them. And again, thank you guys so much for all the listening, all the downloading, all like the emails and the reaching out. And I had so many people texting me, being like, "I shouldn't have listened to this at work," and I was like, "No, you shouldn't." <laughs> um, your buzz in everybody please but on that note jen what do we always say Rage on! there you go bill thanks guys bye <laughs>